To another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. I'm Molly. The... <laughs> oh, God, I do it! <laughs> Today on the show, uh, I have one of my very dear good friends uh, that I know from UWM, who I like see maybe twice a year these days because uh, we're we live so far away from each other. Uh, but we used to go uh, to the Black Rose every Wednesday and drink and catch up and just talk about our lives. Uh, so I'm excited to sit with her for this next hour and catch up and talk about, you know, uh, wellness, uh, life outlooks, mental health, all that good stuff. So Molly Nairi, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. How are you today? Um, I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm doing good. Just living my life, doing my thing. <clears throat> Yeah, you're living out in uh, Racine, right? Kenosha. Kenosha, right. Kenowhere. That's what. That's the thing that they say? Well, yeah, but it's actually not really Kenowhere because it's pretty fun there. And there's a lot going on, so. Yeah, well, yeah what's happening over there? Pretty much, um, well, I guess not a whole lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you're good at, like, keeping yourself, like, uh entertained like you're, yeah. you don't you don't stay bored when you're back at home no I don't yeah we have a lot um, I live smack dab in the downtown area right on the strip mm. um, so there's a lot of bars nice very solid yeah right. um, live like a block and a half from Lake Michigan that's perfect yeah which is awesome so it's literally like a three-minute walk like probably five hopscotches like wow. it's super close um, I have a puppy. Oh. Yeah. Miss, lovely. Miss Josephine, yeah. Um, very well known in the downtown area. Nice. With all the nice. regulars who stand outside the bar and yeah. smoke cigarettes and whatnot. Um, Sound like you're living a life like a, uh, a, a suburban woman in her 20s. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> Just working my life away, living my life with my puppy and my two Good. roommates. And Cute. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, what are you doing for work now? Um, I work at what's called the crisis center. I work as a juvenile crisis worker. Um, so we're kind of like an after hours DCFS and then we also work like with mental health. So um, we get called out to juveniles who are experiencing a crisis situation, whether that be uh, suicidal or homicidal ideations attempts um, or kiddos who are experiencing abuse and neglect, um, whether that be lack of necessary care, um, that would be neglect or um, experiencing like physical abuse, physical um, things like that. So we go out, assess the situation. Um, if it's mental health related, we can put a kiddo in a mm -hmm. mental hospital yeah. if it's um, abuse neglect situation and it's warranted then we can place the kiddo um, in foster care with a family friend with family members something like that to get them in a safe sure. situation so. yeah well that's that's very very important work um, I mean that you studied social work so mm -hmm. that's like right in line with what you know your goals are and um, it's kind of troubling to think about how absent like a lot of these resources seem when you're a kid. I mean, myself, like, when I was, like, 
going through the motions when I was younger, like, I mean, like, A, like, I was a brat and, like, wouldn't have wanted to, like, get help when I was, when I was younger anyway, but, like, I mean, especially, like, when you're, you know, going through, when your hormones are changing and when, you know, like, just your your mind develops into it's it transitions into the world of what like, the world around you like actually looks like and how it treats you and how you uh how you react to it mm-hmm. can be a very terrifying reality for a lot of young people mm-hmm. and i mean it's great that it has like uh I'm, it's great that there's a resource like yours that you know helps a lot of these kids that you know just feels so fucking alone yeah yeah it's actually really interesting because when I first started I went and looked myself up in the system because some of the things that myself my siblings and my family have experienced when I was younger I was like huh I wonder if juvenile crisis was involved yeah as they should have been Mm -hmm. but I wasn't there and um but yeah like you were saying like it's amazing that Kenosha does have this resource um, and still, though, it's not even enough for what the most vulnerable populations in Kenosha needs. Not even just Kenosha, but, mm-hmm. you know, Milwaukee yeah. and, and other counties as well. Um, but, I mean, it's heavy shit, but I like it. I, I really love it. And, yeah, like, I studied social work, but... I didn't want to do direct practice. Really? I wanted to do macro. So I was like, I'm going to be the next president of the United States. Right, yeah. Like, I'm this bitch. Like, I'm the boss, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, I didn't want to work one-on-one with mm-hmm. people because I have enough of my own shit going on yeah. that I just didn't want to deal with anyone else. But with crisis, it's nice because we go and assess the crisis situation. So if something serious is happening, we go, we fix it, we do what we can, and then we pass it on to more like yeah. ongoing services. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so it's like direct to where I'm getting one-on-one, but not so much as where like I'm stuck doing something with someone and taking in all of their... The baggage. Yes. Yeah. And, and Oh, yeah. It. So, sure. Yeah, like... Um, I feel like I would experience the same things you're feeling because, like, it's like when you have a friend that's just going through a really hard time, but you're also going through shit, too, at the same time, and it's like you want to support them, and you want to, like, be present there for them, and you want to be able to say the right things, but Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just your mind is in shambles, like, already to the point where you can't really, like, fully uh, formulate what how you can help them properly and it's it's like it's it's hard i mean i like i experience that a lot like all the time like you and i have dealt like part of our bonding is how we've dealt with a lot of the same issues particularly being like empaths and absorbing a lot of like the emotion and the energy uh uh, uh, from our surroundings and taking that on to ourselves and how we're feeling about ourselves mm-hmm. and uh, yeah like but I, I think it's but it's pretty common for people to feel that way like a lot of people are self-conscious about the fact that like they don't always know the right things to yeah. say and like they don't always like have the ability to like 
you know, be somebody's like, um, somebody's like saving grace in the moment. Um, and you shouldn't, you should never like feel like you have to be. And I think we put a lot of our pressure on ourselves to like help cure all of our friends of like all of their issues. But you know, we're, we're human, we're individuals with very like finite capacity. Yeah. And it sucks with being an empath because it's so easy to say like, it's okay that you can't always be there and it's okay that you can't be the saving grace. But at least for me personally, the guilt that I carry when I can't be that person is so much. Like I, I just carry so much guilt that to where like, it's like, I don't, I don't know. It just eats me alive. So it's like, it is okay. It is okay. It is okay to like worry about yourself and not be able to, to give yourself to someone else in this moment or something. But at the same time, like it, it hurts and it's hard, but it's, I mean, it's all about boundaries and boundaries are so hard. Yeah, exactly. But you know, you gotta, you gotta put them up some way or another. You don't always even know what your boundaries, they're not clear to you right away. Like, um, you know, like you can think that you can, you know, join five clubs at school plus play a sport plus be a full-time student plus try to like, you know, be a like party animal Mm -hmm. on the weekends plus, you know, give time to yourself. Like, uh, you, you can think that you, I mean, I, I think that part of it comes from like, we really try to, uh, we like people like us, people that are like, you know, hyper empathetic and mm-hmm. very sensitive. Um, we try to, uh, do right for the world because it makes us feel good about ourselves yeah. profoundly. Yeah. Uh, we try to, uh, you know, keep ourselves busy because it makes us feel like we're making some sort of direct contribution to our surroundings, Mm -hmm. to folks that, you know, are affiliated with us. Like we, we like to think that we're doing good by the world by being so busy and by being there for everyone we can be. But, you know, that will often backfire and we'll get overbooked or we'll get overwhelmed kind of what you were saying where like you deal with just enough of what's going on in your head already or you just the anxiety just you know spills over and it's like you just you know you can just kind of purge from all of it and be like i i need to fucking step away from this i can't yeah. i can't do all of this i'm i'm only one person i'm only capable of so much and yeah. I think a lot of it just comes from because being busy and being a figure that helps the world around them just per, like really kind of validates us yeah. and makes us feel like we are, you know, they, that all of those like negative feelings or emotions that can very easily uh, be applied to us by ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, like it's like for for we like for once we don't feel that yeah when yeah. we're when we're actually like staying busy and helping people you know yeah and you know that reminds me like I've been thinking about this heavy for the past 
couple months, like, that saying, like, you can't love someone else until you love yourself mm-hmm. or, or something. And it's like, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because it's like everyone's kind of, everyone's like love language is kind of different. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, for me, my validation is having someone love me or kind of like, like, yeah, sure. I love myself okay you know whatever but I don't agree with the whole like I gotta love myself before I can love someone else because it's like when I can provide and give and help and do something and be there for someone and have them love me and have them be happy for the things that I provide to them that's how I then love myself Mm -hmm. too so it's like I don't know it's like I just live my life kind of giving, 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 and that's how I seek my validation and stuff like that. And then it kind of goes into boundaries where that can become really unhealthy really quickly, but then you need to make sure to kind of surround yourself by people who, in which you are giving, who are appreciative and treat you, you know, right, and things like that. I think loving yourself before you can love another, before you can love other, others, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like, I mean, it is true, I, but, you know, just because you love yourself doesn't mean you're always ready to give so much of yourself to others, too, is, is, is something that I've kind of, that's something I've been confronted with recently, where, like, I do love myself, and I do, like, actually, you know, feel really good about myself right now, and, like, I've, you know, it definitely took a long time to be able to like say that, but, um, but you know, I, I, I like to think that I am very confident in my abilities and who I am as a person, but I'm also confident in my boundaries too. And, uh, you know, I can, I think that part of it is because I'm so like, my mind is going so many miles an hour, like all the time. And I just... I have a lot of energy that I want to allocate to different things in my life and to different people in my life and to myself. Like, it's hard for me to give so much of myself to one person. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for me to, like, you know, be able to, like, take on so much of that, like, energy from others if it's, especially if it's, you know, very intense or very, or requires me to you know, like, really, like, compromise some boundaries I might have drawn for myself in order to, like, help somebody or yeah. to be friends with somebody. Mm-hmm. And and that's where you learn that some people just aren't, you know, whether it's in a relationship, whether they're just friendships, whether it's a work situation, like, some things you're just not meant for. Mm-hmm. And it's a really hard, frustrating thing to face because you want to be. Yeah. You want to be a fit for everybody but sometimes it's like people's boundaries just don't align i'm definitely capable of like you know loving a person and i'm i know that i am but it's hard to but i also have so many other people that i want to you know give a lot of that same affection for and you know that's why i struggle with being in relationships i know know, i do too because it's like 
I mean, commitment, like, I don't know, like, think about it. I mean, like, I'm the same way where there's so many different people and places and things that I want to give myself to, and, like, those different people and places and things allow me to be a different person, I mm -hmm. guess, like, in at work, like, I'm professional Molly, I mean, right. you know, and yeah. then <laughs> yeah. with Ben, like, like, You're the I'm, cool Molly. I'm cool Molly. Or, yeah. And yeah. it's like the different personas that I'm allowed to take on with all the different people who I surround myself. It's awesome. Like, I love not being baseline Molly because I'm never baseline Molly. Right. I'm I'm either, you know, professional Molly or cool Molly or or daughter Molly or, you know, I'm so yeah. I'm so many different yeah. people. And when it comes to commitment, it's like, you gotta be baseline. Mm -hmm. You gotta be, there's gotta be some sort of common Molly that you give to one person. Mm -hmm. And it's not like all these different personas, you know, I don't know. But for me, I mean, I've never been in a committed relationship ever. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can see myself ever being in a committed relationship. I don't even know if I can see myself ever being capable of falling in love or giving every inch of me, mm -hmm. of my being to one yeah. other person. Because that's the thing too, is like, people bore me. <laughs> yeah. I get bored. Like if you're not an individual who keeps me on my toes at all hours of the day, I get bored. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but for me, like, I'm so spastic. Like, I have so many different thoughts and personalities mm -hmm. and, and, and energies, and there's so many different things going on with me at all times, and I've never found someone who can keep up. I've never found someone who's on the same level, and I've never found someone who I'm even remotely interested in, I guess, in, yeah. in a commitment type of sense. Yeah. Um, just because I know I can barely handle myself, which is fine. Yeah. I like it that way, whatever. I mean, a different person every second, but yeah. I know I don't, I don't. I think this goes into another commonality we have being borderline personalities. This is, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Like, I think that that, that kind of plays into that because, mm -hmm. you know, symptoms like being like that, having that unstable sense of self yeah. where it's like you just feel differently about people and things and situations just like constantly, like all the time, like by the hour. It's like yeah. you're, you have a swing of like how you feel about a person or a situation or life, you know, like... But, and, but like at the same time though, you still find have, have we, we still have such a like insecure, like validation mechanism where it's like, we still want validation and to be loved so strongly, just like everyone else does. But, but like, we also get bored, but like, yeah, but I, I, I exactly know what you're saying with like getting bored, like romantically like with partners or even just with people in general yeah. and that's why like a lot of times like you know I love people and I love my friends and I like I love I absolutely love like 
you know, the amazing people I've met through, like, you know, my, not only my years here in Milwaukee, but like my dear friends back home and, but I'm not somebody that like can, uh, you know, I get antsy when I'm around people for too long and I'm just like, okay, like time to remove myself, time yes. to detach from the rest of the world and time to just be in my own elements and just, you know, sort of like recuperate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have been like, I've, I've, it's a huge insecurity of mine that my, my relationships, like I've had, like, um, I've had four, like, real, like, actual relationships in my life. Two were in high school, two in college, and none of them lasted more than nine months. And I was always the one that broke up. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them lasted six months, and that was this whole thing, but, like, I, I feel like it's just at around that time is when sort of like I've kind of come to terms with how I fully with how like I mesh with this person yeah and seeing well I feel like I know what your goals are yeah. I know what my goals are not and it's nothing against them as people like I've all my like my exes are they didn't like except for that one that lasted mm-hmm. six months. Like, none of my exes did anything wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with who they are. It's, they're great people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but it's just like, it's it's always me, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. it's my satisfaction with having, like, that, with having given so much of myself to one person for so long. It's like, I don't know what else, like, I can give you. I don't know what else you can give me. Where it's, like, there's still, like, you know, elements of, like, surprise and elements of, like, yearning for, like, what's next with this person. Yeah. And it, it's, it fucking sucks. And it's, it like, does. it's a real, it's a real, like, big insecurity of mine. Yeah. Because I always feel, like, such, like, an ass. It's, like, yeah. why the fuck do I have to feel this way all the time? Yeah. And it's, it's hard because it's, like, okay, like, I used you up. I sucked you up dry, I learned everything that I could have about you, and now you don't interest me anymore. And for me, I mean, I have that toxic, like, I don't don't know if it's toxic, but it's fun. Um, Like those forbidden, romantic, you know, things that are supposed to be exciting. Right, yeah, yeah. A college professor, (laughs) someone, you know, like, like 10 plus years older than me or something, or... You know, just like those, mm-hmm. those relationships that I think are gonna be like fun and exciting and forbidden and yeah. and what are gonna keep me on my toes. But even those are like okay. I mean, right. Like I think it's I don't know if it's a lack of challenge that I've yeah. just had with past partners or my my sense of comfort between how much I'm giving to how much energy and time and effort I'm giving to this person versus how much of it I'm giving to myself and how much I'm also giving it to other friends of mine. I don't know. But at the same time, it's like when it's like when someone feels that way about us, we take it really personally. We get really bent out of shape. We're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, do I like, what do I need to change about myself? And then the the fear of abandonment, like, you know, gets triggered really badly and, uh, you know, it's, it's not, and I reiterate, 
like, it's not anything wrong with, like, any of the partners I've had, you know, like, none of them have, like, really, like, done me, like, particularly bad in, in any of those relationships that, you know, just didn't end for any particular reason, other, other than that I just didn't feel the same way anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not them. Like, they're, like, they, they're, they were great partners. It's just, it's always, like, me and my fucking, like, it, like, unstableness of, like, what, like, the situation I'm in. Yeah. Like, is there something better for me out there? Yeah. Or... Am is this not right for me right now, or you know, like, am I just like kind of what you were saying? Like sometimes I question, am I even ever capable of loving somebody that much? Where like I can give them my all all the time, and uh, you know, like actually like feel like and feel like I can do that naturally without feeling like I'm forcing myself to. Yeah. And, like, about when we don't get that validation, like, I I feel that shit. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard when you want attention from someone and you're not getting it, Mm -hmm. but then everyone else around you is. And then, for me, like, I'll get pissed. Like, (laughs) what the fuck is wrong with me? No, look at me. I'm right here. Hello, hello. And then I'll start doing, like, attention-seeking behavior. Mm -hmm. And then still not get the attention, but then people are like, what the fuck is wrong with her? A lot, okay? Just look at me. A lot. A lot. And then with my, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's like a fear of commitment, but I just genuinely believe I'm not capable of committing to someone. Um, especially like, I mean, there's so many humans in this world. Mm-hmm. There's so many places I haven't Well, that's been. why people are polyamorous these days. Yeah. They believe that they can commit to multiple people, give that amount of like love and validation and emotion towards some multiple people, which I've honestly, like I've, Going back and forth, what if I would be happy in a situation like that? But I feel like, but I, there would still be issues that would present them yeah. present themselves like with that too. Yeah, and I think it's just my whole thing is like, for me, what I've discovered about myself is only the tip of the iceberg. Like, I know that there's so much more to me that I'm still learning and. I intrigue myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm pretty fucking badass. I don't pretty know. Dope. That's just me. You're, Thanks. you're pretty so awesome. You. <laughs> Thank you. But there's just, there's so much about me that, that I still need to kind of unlock. I don't know if I could handle myself. I don't think anybody else could. I don't think that I would even be able to give someone else the opportunity to try because I would get bored mm-hmm. or I would just like, I don't know, I'll do that thing where I fucking, what is it, like, make it a disaster before it, I don't know, like, ruin it before anything else can or whatever, push someone away before... Which, yeah, I do that. You know, like, before I could screw up or, you know, something like that. And and then, I mean, I get self-conscious because then people kind of look at me like I'm weird. And I know I'm weird, whatever, I'm a fucking loser. But 
you know, at the same time, I'm a cool one. Right. I don't know. See, I don't even know. Yeah, like I can't even handle myself because what is it? Am I cool or am I a fucking loser? Who knows? Well, I think that, I think that part of it is that we, like, particularly, like, in this age, you know, I think, I think it's all very interconnected, but I think, like, especially with just how tied down we are to our phones Mm -hmm. and reliant we are to the internet, to having, like, immediate gratification all the time, like, we want, like, we want satisfaction right away. Oh, my God, yeah. And I think that a lot of people, our, our attention spans have, like, been reduced drastically. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, and, like, I'm definitely, like, I'm no exception to that myself. Like, I, like, even though, like, I've had to force myself to be patient for a lot of things, like, I definitely feel that way, too. And, like, I think that it's not always that, like, people are mediocre, but that there's some people, I mean, some people can be mediocre, (laughs) but I think that there's some people that are afraid of, people are just afraid of, like, stepping out of their comfort zones. People are, uh, people are still so, like, conformist to, like, what society, like, expects them to do to have fun and how, you know, how society expects them to look and, you know, things that they have to do in order to, like, appear to others that they're happy and that they're cool and that they're, like, all about, like, you know, having fun and shit. But, you know, like, I think something that, you know... I think you and I definitely like have in common is that it's like a comfort in being weird. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, yeah, like we've been taught our whole lives to think that, you know, we're outliers and that we, you know, don't really fit in or belong anywhere. Um, but there's a certain comfort you find with it as you grow up. And also just when you find out what those boundaries are, yeah. you find out more about yourself, like have continue to like, um, what you were just saying, like, have those revelations about you, um, and, uh, you know, you find out what you're good at, you find out that you don't get bored as much as easily, because you can find pleasure in simple things, or you can just find pleasure in, you know, in being weird, or being different, or being introverted, or having your hobbies and just, you know, living your life and accepting the fact that, like, you don't have to fit in all the time. Like, you can just be yourself and exist and just have comfort in what makes you happy. Yeah. Um, And a really good example, one that we all related to, in college, especially when we were freshmen, there was such an innate pressure for us to go out and party and make friends. Yeah. And... uh, show everyone that we went to high school with, oh, I'm not a loser anymore. I'm cool because I'm doing, I'm joining a frat (laughs) and I'm drinking, like, I'm blacking out on the weekends and I'm, like, you know, hooking up with all these people and I'm, like, going crazy. Um, There was definitely that pressure to, like, put that facade that, like, we're, you know, that, like, we're, like, this new and improved version of ourselves you know, based on, like, how we assimilate into college culture, but, um, but, you know, now it's, like, I don't 
like going out unless I'm going to a show or unless it's like a special occasion once in a while. Like now, like I want to drink by myself in my room, like put on a movie, relax, or invite friends over to my house so I can actually get to really talk to them and like, you know, just just chill out and kick back. And I don't want to have to face that social anxiety of like going out all the time and like, for what? Yeah. What the what the fuck is the end goal in that? If you don't want to do that, yeah. Sure, and I'm not knocking anyone that does that. Some people love going out and love going to the club, love to dance. That's cool, but you know, that's just yeah. not so much for me. Yeah, same here. Because it's like when I am in those situations, it's like I'm trying so hard to fit in these boxes, and, and right. I can. I can yeah. be that. The person. boxes, yeah. yeah. I can be. I can. I can fit in that box if I have to. But at the yeah. end of the day, I. I gonna go home to my trapezoid right you know yeah, like yeah. i mean i can do it but it's so exhausting and it's exhausting to try and be someone who can fit in and and like i said it's fine i'll, I'll do it i can do it but i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not gonna be comfortable and it's like you only you can only do it if you only will do it if you actually see some kind of like gain or benefit from doing that. Right, right. And, yeah, I guess for me in my personal life right now, it's just, like, super, super difficult because there's no one that I'm, like, connected to. And I know I, like, when we had the whole discussion about commitment and and whatnot, and I don't think that I can commit to someone, um, I mean, romantically, but even, like, Platonically, there's just like, I mean, I have my, my sister and, and my uh, roommate and stuff, but... Mm-hmm. But only at like arm's length. That, yeah, 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 yeah. But other than that, there's no one who I have who I can just like... Be around all be the time. All the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, it's lonely, but I mean, it's not, because I, I love my own company. Mm-hmm. I I'm, keep myself entertained and shit, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, I'm I'm a human being. Like I'm, I want. You're still deserving of love. Yeah, like I'd like that. that and your companionship. It, oh yeah, yeah. And none of that is to say that like you're incapable of loving. And even if like you feel like you can't commit, to, like that doesn't mean you're not capable of like having strong feelings or, or, loving someone or something. But the commitment part of it is a lot of people struggle like I don't know if necessarily I'm incapable of committing but I'm extremely hesitant to because of past experiences and how it's shaped how I perceive myself in relation to somebody else and boundaries it's hard it's like we want to be loved so bad or so hard at like we want to be like we want so hard to be loved as people that are borderline personality. But it's like a lot of times that we're only so capable of like, you know, giving so much of ourselves to like others, Um, which I, that could be an empath thing too. Like, I think the borderline part about it is like that insecure attachment, but the empath part of it is like, you know, being able to take in, only being able to take in so much at one point, yeah. but also wanting to, yeah. wanting to be able to take 
you know, take things in and really be able to like give that back and into helping somebody. But I don't know. We're, we are a complex. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And, uh, I mean, I think me and commitment, I think like, because I've never committed, I've never had just like a full blown commitment to another human being where like that was my person and, and I was theirs and um, I think being 24 and seeing everyone else around me who has had a commitment with another human, whether it be like for a short amount of time or a long amount of time or whatever, just seeing everyone else around me who's already kind of, you know, checked that off their list of things and then there's me who hasn't and I haven't even really, I don't know. So I guess maybe I'm scared too because I've just never had had that. And then seeing everyone else around me, like yeah. maybe I'm a late bloomer. I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with me. I think part of it comes from you know how people how we've been conditioned. I mean, definitely trauma plays into it. Definitely like abandonment issues. Like when you're young, um, I think that makes it sort of terrifying to like commit to somebody because you're so afraid of being hurt mm-hmm. or you're so afraid of you know of something not being what you thought it was yeah. like you and I both experienced that um yeah like yeah yeah I I get a like I get a lot of crushes on people yeah same here like I will but my crushes are like way too fucking much like I'm like whoa you're weird like stop you just met them for like five minutes and yeah. you're already imagining having a family with them like, right chill the fuck out oh my god yeah <laughs> I'm the same way though I'll be like can I what if this what if she like took my last name or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like oh my god like Molly Slowey Molly Slowey Molly Slowey would work it, it would yeah. It's got a nice ring to it. It looked really nice in cursive. Oh yeah, yeah, See? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. yeah, I, I go, I go to weird places when I get crushes. Oh yeah, on yeah. It's like, like that. It's it, it's nice. an infatuation. It is. Me. Yeah. Like, yeah. what would my signature look like on divorce <laughs> papers? <laughs> right. A couple years down the road. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I I deal with that too. But then the actual thought of like, oh, relationship. This person's like my my partner. Like I can't go flirting around and like yeah i have to keep you know i can't like do what the fuck i want to do oh my god it's like not like i'm even kissing people on a regular uh, basis but now that i can't no yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) absolutely not uh yeah it is it yeah that is real as hell um because you know it crushes a lot Mm -hmm. and uh it's another thing, like, I feel like I have wandering eye syndrome a lot. Uh, there's a lot of very beautiful people. There are, and you know what? It's not my fault. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally, uh, I know. And the thing is, it's like, that's just who we are. Yeah. And people, and the thing is, like, people that just may not deal with, like, the issues that someone like yourself or myself deal with, like, they they don't understand. They may never understand, and that's okay. You know, yeah. like, it's it's not a knock on them. It's not a knock on us. You know, it's just people have different boundaries that just don't 
different personality traits that just aren't always compatible. And it's, yeah. you know, like I, I was in, I saw my therapist a couple weeks ago and I was talking about this because like, um, um, it's really got me thinking about it. Um, cause like, so in, uh, in February I got fired from a job. And it was a job that I really enjoyed and I didn't really get much closure as to why I was fired. I was kind of like let go one night. And I, it really damaged me, uh, really hurt. I felt very like, you know, what the fuck did I, what's wrong with me? Like, what did I do wrong? Like, what's, like, why, why am I not allowed to work there anymore, but, like, everyone else is? Like, what makes me, like, the, you know, the one that sticks out like a sore thumb? And, you know, I was having dreams about getting fired like, over and over again. Like, it, it was, like, a, it was just, like, a stamp in my mind. It's like, you're fired. Now, like, you're, f and now you're afraid of, uh, now I'm afraid of getting fired from, my job now, even though there's evidence that points otherwise that like I'm doing well and I fit pretty well into where I work now, I still have that innate fear about it. And I was talking to my therapist about it and how like, you know, I'm so just like fucked up by the fact that I was just fired and I still have no idea why I was not really given any explanation, like what was wrong with me. And... Uh, and I also made a point that, like, because um, we were talking about how, like, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about before, uh, where I didn't fit in as a kid. Um, I didn't really fit into, like, like, I mean, I had friends, like, in school, but, like, I didn't really, like, I never belonged to, like, a friend group really mm -hmm. too much. Like, I always, and even when I did kind of have, like, a group of friends that, like, I hung out with, I still kind of, like, perceived myself as different from everybody yeah. else. And I was bullied. Uh, I was made to feel like I didn't fit in. I was made to feel like I, you know, that I'm weird and that I'm not deserving of, you know, of love and inclusion. And, you know, it, it fucked me up a lot. Like, as a kid, like, I, it definitely, like... Didn't give me good impressions of myself. And I think that growing up with that, sort of as I grew up, as I matured, as I, like, you know, met more people, found myself in different places, like, got more in touch with myself, like, it made it feel like, well, okay, now I'm grown and, you know, I went through all of that, like, trauma and bullying when I was younger so now because I didn't fit in as a kid, like, anywhere, now as an adult, I have to fit in everywhere. I have to fit in, I have to be friends with every single person, everyone has to like me, everyone has to have a good impression of me, I have to, like, be a good fit in every workplace, in every friend group, in every, like, relationship, like, everything has to be, like, you know, I have to be, like, deemed as, like, I belong somewhere, mm -hmm. like all the t like everywhere, even the situations where I just don't. Yeah. And I think that's that's why like I'll that's why it hurts so much when 
I was fired because someone someone else's perception of me didn't fit their perception of like what their employee should look like or like how they should be as an employee and uh, you know I took it really personally obviously and all of that like abandonment and feeling like I don't fit in definitely came back like it, it sort of like resurfaced and came back to like haunt me yeah so it's kind of like because I dealt with all that now I feel like you know I have to just you know I have to my redemption of sorts is to you know be the best everywhere that I am all the time yeah I actually feel that super a lot like I think my biggest fear in my life is being mediocre or not being good at everything maybe which mm -hmm. I'm not like I don't have any particular hobby or any particular talent like I can sing like I play softball I play volleyball but I'm not amazing at singing I'm not amazing at softball I'm not amazing at volleyball like everything that I do do to like you know whatever I'm not amazing at I'm just fucking mediocre like I'm just like someone who's like oh okay whatever and about like having everyone kind of you know fitting in everywhere I think that's I feel that as well and I, that's where a lot of my anxiety and a lot of my I don't want to say like self-hatred because it's not like I hate myself it's um right. but self-doubt self self-doubt self yeah. yes in 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 validation um is because I don't fit in anywhere and that is okay and I'm trying to kind of learn that that's okay that I am in my own trapezoid over there like you know on on some cliffs in a different country or whatever I'm just like that's where I am and that's where I belong and that's fine but that's I have a lot of anxiety all the time because I'm constantly trying to fit in and belong and be someone who who people want to hang out with and, and want in their group and, and I'm not and I, I never am ever and then that's when I start to get into this like almost like attention seeking behavior where it's like Oh, okay, like, because I, I also, like, feel like I can read people really, really well. Mm -hmm. So then when I'm trying to fit into these boxes and I'm seeing that I'm not, then I, like, try even harder, which is making me come off as, like, maybe, like, weird or manic or odd or fucking whatever. Like, yeah. oh, Molly, that's just... You start fucking... acting very erratically. Yes. Yeah. And then... And then... I'm for sure never getting into that box, ever, where if I would have just, like, been fucking chill or accepted the fact that I'm in my own trapezoid over there, um, I probably would have belonged. They probably would have allowed me in there because I'm sure there's people who are like me inside of that group. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well... I think you're cool and I want to hang out with you. Thanks! I know, I'm... I'm gonna... We do need to hang out more. Yeah. yeah, I know you live so far away, but well, I mean, really, not really, because it's only like forty-five to fifty-two minutes away, and I have. All right, Molly. We were a good team, weren't we? Yes.
Good. Oh, is this video recording? Yes, it is. <laughs> I thought it was a, um, I thought. Oh, no, no, it is I a, it was a photo. It is a video. Well, how are we going to close out selfie style if it was just a picture, you know? It's okay. Um, okay, Molly, tell me what keeps you up at night. My dog. The dog. The dog. The Josephine, right? Josephine, yeah. Shout out Josephine. I need to meet her still, clearly. Oh, yeah. She's spastic. You'll love her. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> uh, what uh, puts you to sleep, though? Trazodone 150 Trazodone 150 milligrams. Um, nice. Also, I don't know. You do, Ben. But uh, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I had a great time. Uh, be, keep uh, keep track of your boundaries. It's okay if your boundaries don't match up with somebody else's. You're a human being, and you're worthy of love. And uh, your ability or inability to give so much of yourself to one person does not define your worth. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We will see you next time. Oh.